Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so pleased you can join us in today's show. I am Michelle. And I am Mark, your host of this podcast, a show that was designed for you, the Awakening Empty Nester. In this series, we will be bringing you a whole range of inspiring insights, heart-filled stories and conversations with truly amazing people. People just like you. People who have navigated through their own challenges, lessons and opportunities. People who have transitioned to living a life of deeper experience, heart-filled contribution and consistent awakening and growth. Find out how they are all living with what we call a strong ECG life pulse. Let's discover more as we dive into this episode. Whether you're an empty nester or not, we trust you will enjoy today's show. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. If you're a returning listener, thank you for tuning in again today. If you're new to this podcast, we're really honoured that you have joined us and we're really looking forward to today's conversation with our friend and guest, Nancy Walters. She's coming all the way from the west coast of the USA. It's April 2020, a time when we are realising the importance of slowing down, reconnecting with friends and family and a time to have some real conversations. We are very excited to welcome Nancy Walters to the podcast. We feel so grateful and blessed to have connected with Nancy through a couple of programs guided by our mentor, Michelle Sorrow. I said yes to joining one of Nancy's Unlocking Feminine Power Masterclasses, which I gained so much insight from. Nancy has a magical way of holding space for others to awaken onto themselves. Her passion and true calling is in helping other women find the light within themselves. Her own profound awakening, accompanied by years of transformational teachings, have helped Nancy to make what she has learned into a source of inspiration to other women and to ultimately help them awaken to themselves and to empower them into their greatness. So for those of you who need a visual, Nancy truly embodies all of that femininity, beauty and grace. Welcome, Nancy. Oh, thank you. That's such a beautiful introduction. So happy to be here with both of you from halfway around the world. Yes, yes. We're so happy to have you. So how are things over there in Portland? Things are really good. Actually, today is the first kind of rainy day, gray day, which is nice to kind of revel in because it's been so unbelievably sunny here Mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful where I live and I've been here I think it's about eight months now and I just moved into my own place about a month and a half ago it took me seven months to really find this place had to have a lot of patience and perseverance and and trust that I would actually find the place so it's absolutely beautiful here I pinch myself every day when I drive around the area, there's so many beautiful parks and trails and just walking around the neighborhoods. Yeah. It's divine. Yes, yes. And I believe you love forests. You love walking amongst the trees. That's your passion. Yes. Yeah. I love the forests. And I was drawn here to the trees and the woods and the green. And I lived at the beach for okay. the last six years in Southern California. 
And while that was so beautiful, and I do love the ocean, I had an affinity with it. I was feeling called to the trees. I kept seeing a vision of, you know, mists and trees and and woods. And I tried to deny it for a couple of years. And I talked myself out of it, moving to Oregon. It was like, uh well, people in Oregon don't like Californians and it rains and, oh, you know, I won't have any friends. And then finally I decided to answer the call and put, you know, my sails to the wind and really trust and leap into the unknown. And here I am, here I am in, in Oregon. And I'm very happy. I feel like I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's amazing. We've had a similar journey ourselves where we lived down on the coast here at at the Gold Coast and we've moved up here into the mountains and Tambourine Mountains and it's such a beautiful place. You know, we found ourselves coming up here to do hiking and and just get ourselves amongst nature and it's such a cool thing to do, isn't it? You know, really getting grounded and uh, in touch with nature. It's a really, really great thing to do. And I've seen some of your videos that you had up and I've seen all the windows and just the sounds that are coming from your deck and your balcony, just absolutely surrounded in nature, those birds and the crickets and the, I don't know if you have cicadas over there, but I just hear this nature just surrounding you. And when the sun goes down here, we have frogs, we have frogs, like the sounds of frogs. And it's almost so interesting because it's a symphony. It's like they all tone up and then they all stop at once. Do mm-hmm. yours do that? It's, it's we insane. Have, it's like, indeed. we have frogs that sound like ducks, literally sound like ducks. They go quack, quack, quack. <laughs> I, I actually thought there were ducks until Mark taught me one night that they're frogs, darling, they're frogs. <laughs> they're the duck frog (laughs) yes and we have snakes here and we have jumping jack ants that i discovered in our garden when i was grounding my fingers into the dirt yes did you say jack ants jumping jack ants yes they jump they're about that size so for our listeners um we can see nancy but they're probably about an inch uh not an inch darling (laughs) they would be around about uh two centimeters so in Imperial, it's about half an inch, and okay. in, in, in metric, it's around about 12, 10 to 15 mil. Okay. So they're big suckers, and they, they jump a long way, and when they bite, you really know it. Oh, yes, you Absolutely. do. Oh, my God. I'm not gardening that, out there. Oh. Yes, you that, are. Together with our two-and-a-half-metre python that's that slithers around outside and yes. says hello to the birds and so on, it's, it's a really yes. cool place to live. But our listeners and Nancy, you are absolutely welcome to come here. It's safe. The worst you can get is an ant bite, but nature, as you're coming back to, you know, where you are in Portland, where we are here, if you can't get to it, if you're in a concrete jungle somewhere in the city and you feel that you are not breathing and you're not living, you're not feeling yourself, all you have to do is go out and find something green and there are parks within the cities. Mm -hmm. Go and sit, take your shoes off, put your feet on the grass, touch the tree trunk. And we laugh at people who hug trees, but honestly, the energy that comes from nature Mm -hmm. will invigorate you, will re-energize you. And we're talking about this today, about re-energizing, finding out more about ourselves and how to tap into the energy that awakens us. So Nancy, tell us more about your awakening, how you came to be doing what you do. Where did it all start? Where did it start? So I've been on a journey for years. My spirituality, you know, it's something that kind of, there's not a straight line. It's a, it's a spiral. So, you know, you start 
sometimes and then it's like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're you're on the right path and you're not on the right path. But really what awoke me was the last couple of years ago where I had to stand up after a breakup that really broke my heart, really sent me sent me reeling. And I looked at that relationship and I was like, okay, this is so painful. I can't go through this again. But there seems to be a pattern here. I keep seeming to attract the same person over and over again. So let me examine this. So always had a lot of time in between relationships. I mean, it's been six years for me in between relationships this time, but I completely understand why now because everything that I had to go through to get to this place of, you know, love of self and total compassion towards myself and, you know, not being codependent, I had to go through all that alone time to really come back to a sense of self. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so I had a breakup and I had to really examine what I was doing to keep attracting this kind of person into my life. It seemed like it was, you know, over and over again. So I spent a lot of time reading. I spent a lot of time alone. I spent a lot of time processing my emotions and really being okay with it. Like, you know, you are only in pain as far as deep as your own wounds are already are. So I think I spent a whole month, you know, letting the emotions run through because if they're stuck in the body, if you don't let them to come up, they're going to stay stuck. So I spent about a month straight where I, I would cry, be fine. And then I'd cry like every day I would cry. And as you let the emotions move through, it becomes less and less. It has less of a a hold over me. It'll have a less hold over the person that has to learn to express it. So, so, um, so I did a lot of that and I did spend a lot of time alone and I realized how life just really moves for me more when I am able to slow down and really tune in and go within. When I find that I'm living more from my mind and more of the masculine standpoint, trying to make things happen, trying to control things, life comes to a grinding halt and things just don't flow and they don't line up. When I can like pull back and really trust and allow and allow things to flow you know, life just moves so much more easily. And I've just seen a lot of people, a lot of my girlfriends, a lot of women that I know that are doing everything. They're doing so much for themselves. They're doing everything themselves. They're trying to have it all, have the career, you know, take care of the children. They're getting so burnt out and trying to become what this ideal is you know the society's ideal for them instead of tapping into something that's really more natural and true to themselves and i think instead of this becoming we've lost a sense of ourselves and i know i lost a sense of myself because i felt that i really needed to have a man in my life because when i had a man in my life i everything else came second he became the primary thing in expense to myself the last relationship I, I noticed that I was getting more breadcrumbs. I was getting less and less from him, but I was walking on eggshells and I was so afraid to stand up for myself because I could feel him pulling away from me every time that I would bring something up. So I became terrified and fell apart regardless of me walking on eggshells. Now, if that had come along, I'd be like, okay, I'm not getting you know, what I need out of this. I'm sacrificing myself in order to be with this person. So Now I would look at it and I'd have the courage to address it and I'd have the courage to stand up for myself because if a person's not going to show up for you, whether you walk on eggshells or not, 
it's better to find out in the beginning and them walk out the door because you're save, saving yourself a lot of time and a lot of heartache yeah. along the way. So that was a really big wake up for me, right. really big and, and really having all this time to myself and really having to love myself through all the like the shadows and through all the hurts and compassion and not being perfect and having it all. So that was a really big wake up for me. And then I also had another wake up where I knew I didn't want to be in LA as beautiful as, as it was and all the opportunities that afforded me. I kept having this vision of this beautiful house on a lake with wood surrounding it. And I see a partner in that house. And for, like I said, three years, I talked myself out of it. And finally I thought, well, it's not going away. I feel like it's groundhog day over and over again. You know, I get up, I make my coffee, I go out for a walk, I walk around the boats and, and then I'm doing it all over again. So I decided to take the chance and tap into that intuition and listen to it and take a chance and go into the unknown. And that's what brought me here to Portland. And even though my idea was is to find a place I thought oh well you know it'll only take me a couple weeks it'll take me a month to find a place and luckily a friend I got to rent a room from her for seven months it uh -huh. turned out because she's like well do you want a place to stay while you're looking for a place for a couple months I'm like I won't need that long fast forward seven months later okay. and find the place and and then having a lot of doubts, like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. I thought I was supposed to be in this area. I thought I was supposed to have it by now. And there was a lot of fear that came in, but I had to keep trusting mm -hmm. and having patience. And then, like, I found this place. Mm -hmm. And literally, all I had to do was walk in, and it was a yes. It was the resonant yes. As soon as I walked in, it's like, yes, this is it. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. So when I have those hits, without having it to go to the mind, right. it's just a hit that is really in the body. It's a yes right away. And when you can tune into that, that's where everything else lines up. And that's how everything else works. It's knowing how to listen to that inner yes, learning how to tap into that body and listen to the body's wisdom mm -hmm. and not talk talk out of it From mind. Head, and then yeah, once I got into my it. place, like everything else lined up, my mm -hmm. work lined up. Mm -hmm. Opportunity presented itself where there wasn't a job before like this whole COVID-19 people are losing their jobs and they don't know what they're doing. I actually had a job created because of the whole COVID. So I literally lined myself up to be in position for, you know, when something like this happens. So, so, I mean, I'm, that's a long winded. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a great share. Thank you so much for that. And to our listeners who are feeling the pain of change, the pain of transition, or like you, for example, Nancy, you were feeling like you were doing the same Groundhog Day, and we, a lot of us, are feeling that way right now with the lockdown. It's the same day. We even don't even know which day of the week it is sometimes, and people can get themselves so into a routine and a rut and a lifestyle that no longer feels fulfilling, no longer feels exciting to them and that was where you were in LA but not only that too you had that transition from being in a painful place and not being in your truth and then finally something in you shifted and you started to listen to that inner voice within you and that's what is gold because our listeners some of them may not have reached that stage yet and are listening to this and thinking okay well okay I'm in a rut or I'm in pain 
and you're saying, listen to my truth, but my truth is pain, my truth is this boring life. How can our listeners tap into their truth? That is what you teach, right? So how can they do that? Tell us about that. Tapping into the truth, it's just, it comes down to slowing down, becoming present, getting out of the monkey mind, because that's where we're always led astray. So it's just, you know, you could even close your eyes, just breathe, tap into your body, and just what lights you up? You have to get out of the mind, have to, have to, you're not your mind. Get out of the mind, and what is your body telling you? There's tones. You have to learn how to become you have to learn how to listen to it when it's not your mind. So what what is lighting you up? It, and it's always, it's going to have a place in its body. So you're going to be in your stomach. It'll be in your chest. You know, do you feel constricted or do you feel more expansive? Do you feel more open? And, you know, I don't think it should be put off. We can always make excuses for ourselves of why we can't do this or, oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Or, oh, I can't do this. I'm too old for this. You're never too old. You're never too old to do something that lights you up. And, and it's never too late. I mean, I just turned 50. Mm -hmm. And in the last couple of years, I've traveled more. I've done more more things that have scared me it's doing things in spite of the fear mm -hmm. and doing things in spite of being uncomfortable so if you're feeling really uncomfortable about something that's probably the direction that you need to go mm -hmm. because that's where the growth is and we do so many things to keep ourselves safe without realizing it and keeping ourselves small because we're we're protecting ourselves protecting us from shame protecting us from failure protecting us from embarrassment so you've just got to like look at that warrior that goddess that you know that god that's protecting you and thank him thank you thank you so much you've kept me safe you've kept me i appreciate it but you know what I need to i need to grow i need to do something different i need to do this for myself so it's not you know, just like, ah, oh, you know, just get away from me. I just, you know, I don't need to be protected, but just think it and lean into something new and different and really lean into the uncomfortable. Walk through the fire. You have to walk through the fire of the unknown because the unknown is where everything is, where all possibility exists is in the unknown because it's the known and there's no um, expansion in that or there's no looking at it from our past standpoint. The unknown is where all possibility exists. Yes. So really just like, it's like the fool card in the tarot where the, he's blindfolding, he's stepping off a ledge. That's what you've got to be. You've got to like trust, jump, you know, just take a step and trust that you'll be supported. So I th really believe that everything lines up when you really trust and you surrender to, you have to surrender something greater than yourself and trust that you'll be supported. So I think that's another thing is being slow down, breathe, um, tap into your body's wisdom and trust and surrender and have an intention. But also you really don't know is we can have our own plans, but the universe is so much bigger than our little plans. So just trust that something bigger is making its way to you and that you'll be supported. Yeah, that's, that's really a really cool insight, Nancy. So. What I'm hearing is self-love. So through your journey and into slowing down and settling in and trusting, the primary is self-love. Would that be right? Yes, absolutely. Self-love. And I believe I lost it for a while. 
because literally for two years, I think there was two years of it where I knew I needed to make a change. I was a real estate agent for years. I was not happy about it. I'd walk around the boats with my friend. She was an agent too. We were like, I hate real estate. I hate it. <laughs> We'd be bitching and complaining, walking around the boats. And I'm like, okay, I can't keep doing that year after year. So, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's like doing something different. It's self-love. It, it's, yeah, it's trusting in the unknown and it stems from self-love and wanting something more for yourself. Yeah, for sure. For our lady listeners, they'd be really interested to know about the divine feminine. So tell us, tell us more about that. What is the divine feminine? Well, the divine feminine is something that we have in all of us as women. And the divine feminine is just our real, true, authentic expression of ourselves. And she is, I mean, men have it in them as well. They have feminine in them as well. Feminine um, men are more linear thinking. And the women have it too. We have a lot of masculine in us as well because we have to be able to like, you know, we work, we have to be able to, you know, do things. But the feminine is like flow and she's ease and she's grace and she's expansive and she's she's just you know flowing energy and it's trust and it's intuition that's what the woman is we have so much intuition as women and we rationalize a lot of that away in our heads in our minds and we get intuitive hits in our bodies and in our intuition that's why they always talk about women's intuition it's it's usually always right and it's the mind that gets in the way a lot of times. So, and we talk a lot about how the planet, you know, needs to return to femininity and we're leaning towards the return of the feminine. And as a masculine energy has been around the planet for so long, you know, we've got a lot of wars, we've got a lot of strife because it's a lot of, you know, control. And we're returning more into the feminine to cool everything off and balance everything and work together and bring all the sides together. Mm. And the heart moving more from like the solar plexus is where our control center is and moving that energy up into the heart. So we're moving that energy from that into more of the heart-based expansive energy. And that's where I believe we're going to now. And that's the feminine energy. Having done your class, that opened my heart, my mind up to how strongly I was operating in my masculine. I was ignoring and sometimes refusing to even tap into my feminine. And Mark can vouch for that. You know, I was, I've been since he's known me, uh, somebody who strives and who who fixes and who builds and who puts a lot of hard work and persistence and. It's very impatient as well, which I still am, by the way, <laughs> and um, really driving and driving and driving. And I was subscribed to that mistaken belief that I know now that that was the way to succeed. And sure enough, I did succeed. And we're not saying it's wrong, but we're just saying that as a woman, especially having that imbalance of so much masculine energy can take away from the heart and it it did it closed my heart down in so many ways because it was my mind overriding my heart messages and it was also preventing me from receiving love so it wasn't until I learned more through your class your master class that I realized how shut down I had been to receiving love and understanding also in the mind way that 
you know, why I couldn't feel love from, from even Mark, you know. I mean, he would do and be so loving towards me, yet I couldn't really feel it to my fullest, and I'm still learning. So you have opened me up to that awareness, that awareness of opening my heart to what you call the divine feminine in me. And to everybody, every single person, it's a different way of feeling a different different energy for everyone but for me that was it that was that was gold so i thank you for that it has reminded me to to self-love as mark has talked about to learn how to self-love more and to slow down and to trust and surrender yeah mm-hmm. receiving is feminine energy and but we're taught to give 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 we are givers by nature and to be able to receive there's a lot of vulnerability in receiving but vulnerability it's not a weakness it's actually a very big strength it's our biggest strength to be vulnerable and to be malleable and to be soft and feminine flowy there's so much beauty and and strength in that and it was so wonderful having you in our class you were such a great contribution you're so open and and willing to learn. I'm so glad you got that insight out of it. Yes, I did. And you know, I still have questions. I still have quite a few questions around the divine feminine and what you teach. You know, there's so much to learn. And I'm so glad you're doing classes mm-hmm. and, and you're continuing to do that. And you've even got a podcast coming out as well. The Wakened Heart Podcast. The Awakened Heart, that's right. And it's just in alignment yeah. with ours, isn't it? The awakening of our heart. One of my questions is around, you talk to the women, your clients are women mainly, and you talk about the divine feminine in women. But what about men? Just touched on it lightly about the feminine in men. How important is that? It's really important because with all that ego and you know, the men are ruled by, you know, testosterone. And um, and the ego, it's, it's something that's going to, soften you know it's a creative side in men in is is the feminine you know you don't have to be overly feminine but it's just something like i said as far as we're in a masculine society and we're returning to the feminine we're gonna like have so many wars and you know the earth is going to combust unless we bring that feminine energy, which kind of cools and balance. So masculine energy is, you know, patience, it's balance. And, and it's like the yin and the yang. You need to have both to, you know, work symbiotically and, and work together synergistically. Mm-hmm. So it's important for the men to have that in them as well. Right. So from a guy's point of view, I know for me, you know, there's masculine and feminine. They are, they're two two opposing, let's say, or two different energies that we all encompass. I guess I, in my logical mind, my male mind, is, you know, like a guy can either be super masculine or very, very feminine and everything in between. And and likewise, for a, for a lady, she can be very feminine or very masculine. But it's only when there's this nice balance of the two opposite, yet not so far opposite like if you have a super masculine man and a very feminine woman there may be some attraction there probably will be some attraction at the very start but my understanding my feeling is that won't be long lasting because if he is so disconnected from his feminine then he can't really relate fully mm-hmm. to the lady mm-hmm. and vice versa so it's this balance in balancing those scales where 
the guy is masculine because my belief is that most ladies and correct me if I'm wrong ladies is you're really attracted to a, a masculine man a masculine energy if you're a very feminine energy and that's where we're talking about a divine feminine you need more masculine energy for attraction right yet at the same time you want connection you want love you want sensitivity you want vulnerability a lady is after these things for connection and love so in your experience nancy how do you feel about that helping the men being able to tap into their feminine if they are a super masculine guy a predominantly masculine man how do they come back to something to get greater connection with their lady this issue of masculine and feminine that's not really understood i think it's it's just the same as the women you have to just kind of slow down and listen you know just be able to just listen to really what the woman is saying they have to be able to tap into their heart and not be in in their mind so much so and i know men are linear thinking they're not going to be women a hundred percent or the totally the feminine but it's just be able to listen to what their woman is saying or be able to just listen to her through his heart instead of through his mind getting into his body and just listening through his heart i think that's so important so i know that men you know they're fixers and i think it's more about holding space for her to have if she's being emotional like allow her that space listen to her don't try to fix things be the supportive presence for her so i think that's really important because i hear a lot of women like he doesn't understand what i'm saying he never listens to me just listen and hold the space for her to be her and whatever glory that she is or whatever like messy she is hold the space for her and to to be that whatever she is so i think that's really important I think that's a fantastic message, actually, Nancy. It's one of the lessons that I've had to learn in my time. And particularly when Michelle and I got together, it was one of those things that she actually taught me was to shut up. <laughs> Stop telling me how to fix things. Don't come up with all these solutions for me all the time. So I 100% agree. Relaxing, slowing down and coming back to my heart to actually listen to what's going on. There's all this emotion, you know, flurry around the outside. But what is at the core? What is at the core in this message that's actually coming through? So it's very easy mm -hmm. to get distracted by this feminine energy. But if you come back and relax and come back to your own heart, guys, to understand what she's really after, and that's just predominantly connection and to be felt important. Mm, to feel love. just wanted to add to that is it's not really about the man feeling what is at the core of it? What's the what? What does she want? What is what is she going on about? It's really just about, like you said, holding the space so she feels safe. So she feels yes. safe to express herself. She knows what she wants. She knows what um, her emotions are about. She knows how to fix them. All she wants is to express. So that's how I feel about you know when I get into a bit of a stress mode and I'm crying or something is happening. It's really just about being able to express myself and to feel safe in your presence. And that's it. That's mm -hmm. how I feel. And know. how wonderful is that to 
even though you think you're helping her by trying to fix things, but just how wonderful as a woman is it to have your man just like sitting there and listening to you and really listening to you through his heart Mm. with his whole presence Mm. and then opening up his beautiful arms Mm -hmm. and taking you in to his arms and holding you and kissing you on the forehead and just like, that's just such a wonderful, Mm. it's priceless. It is. My favorite way to feel that is actually leaning back. So my back is to Mark's chest and I just, Mm. I just surrender back into it and he just holds me with his arms. It's just the best feeling, the best feeling. And from a guy's perspective, that's sometimes really uh, difficult to understand. When I did the Tony Robbins course years ago, Date With Destiny, on that particular course there was a one day that was dedicated to relationships. And I learned so much on that day, so much on that day that I just, I was not aware of. Because we're not taught these things, you know. we This stuff is not, there's no... You're not your parents don't really or our parents didn't teach us this stuff. So I'm really, really pleased that you're out there, Nancy, and you're teaching the ladies how to become more feminine because there's so many ladies that feel like they need to be more masculine. They need to be strong. And guys, they either one, they don't know how to relate to it, they don't know how to react themselves, they don't know how to treat the lady. So getting greater understanding on the masculine and the feminine and uh, learning to slow down and open up your heart and get out of that rock, that head, and really understanding Mm -hmm. and listening to each other is a really cool thing to do. It's like letting the armor melt, melting the ice around the heart. You don't have to do it all, and there's just such a freedom in that to allow that armor to come away, to allow the softening. It's just inherent it's natural it's an, it's our natural state of who mm. we are mm. yeah that's so the key point you yeah. come back to your natural state mm-hmm. come back to your truth and come back to your self-love yeah, yeah. a mm. lot of our listeners who are empty nesters single or in relationship i'm sure they're getting so much wisdom from this because as an empty nester you've had that role of being a parent of giving 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 and Sometimes you just get lost in that identity of being a parent. And when it comes to this time of quiet, just like we're going through right now, through this quiet time where we're in solitude, our bodies, ourselves will talk to us. And that's a perfect opportunity to reconnect with ourselves and figure out who we really are at our core. What, what layers have we been placing upon us over these 40, 50, 60 years and beyond? And who have we become, but who do we really want to be? That makes it hard sometimes for empty nesters to, if they're single, they're feeling lost, they feel like they need somebody around them to be the the nester, I suppose, um, in that role. They feel they need to have somebody to look after. And then they're also, the, say, the father and the mother who suddenly are thrown in together, they've always been there together, but they've had the children around them, and they no longer know how to relate to one another. So what you teach, you know, for women is such a powerful tool for them to reconnect not only with their partners, but with themselves and then with future relationships. Talk to us a little too about the difference between 
the strength of a vulnerable feminine woman mm. and the strength of the powerhouse woman. They each have their place. And can you be both of them? And how, how can he be with a strong woman who is both feminine and masculine, I suppose, in a way? If you want to put masculine as the driver, the, the boardroom person, the person who's a leader, you know, how, can a woman be both of those? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I think it comes down to what we were talking about in the beginning, self-love, and you really know yourself. And you come from such a place of knowing who you are as the divine feminine within that strong, powerful woman mm -hmm. in the workplace, mm -hmm. knowing that she can drop into that. And she, she has such a solid sense of who she is as a person, who she is as a woman, mm -hmm. that she can bring that into her environment and not be worried because mm -hmm. it's who she is. Yes. She can flow yes, into whichever role she feels yes. is necessary at the time. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, if you don't take that, that's who I am. And mm -hmm. he, he, I'm woman, hear me roar yes. kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. I think it just comes yeah. to know, knowledge of self, acceptance of self, the totality of who she is. Mm -hmm. And if she's this feminine woman and she's in this powerful role, knowing that she can bring it into because it's who she is. Yes. I know men do get intimidated by really strong women. And I know women have a challenge finding a, a man that doesn't feel intimidated by her strength. I think that's really important. And what I'm hearing is it's the skill or the knowledge and the know-how and the self-love of really awakening into your divine feminine so that you can call upon a more masculine energy at the time or a more feminine energy at the time, depending mm -hmm. on what the situation requires, whether you're mm -hmm. at work and you need to be, you know, you need a certain energy or whether you're at home with your partner and you need a certain energy there and having that ability, skill and awakening to be able to draw upon those certain energies depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's an embodiment of each of these energies because it's all who you are it's who we are it's just embodying it i want to embody this queen energy i want to embody power i want to embody softness you just embody it and call it to you mm, yeah well thank thank you so much nancy you've provided us with so many tools but also you know reminded us of our divine feminine reminded us that that is our truth your masterclass, I believe, is now developing that into an online class. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. I'm working on developing that. Once I figure it out, we are talking <laughs> about technology. It's just one more thing in the, <laughs> in the roster. Once I figure out how to do that and put it together, I definitely am going to turn it into an offering online, but I'm going to eventually turn it into a digital course so a lot more people, a lot more women can, you know, have access to it. And so that's something that I'm, that's in the works once I yes. get technology and <laughs> out. And what is the name of your class again? Unlocking Feminine Power. That's right. Unlocking Feminine Power. And you also have a podcast coming out soon. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, the Awaken Heart podcast. And I actually just interviewed somebody today because I had done an eight-week burlesque series oh, where yes. I actually ended up in doing a burlesque performance. And that's really important for women I believe is to dive into that sensuality because so many times we've been taught that to be that way is wrong or it's bad or it's shameful. Uh -huh. And so I had to, and all the women that I was doing the class with had to push past that uh -huh. all the voices in our heads 
and get past that. Everything was terrifying, but we did it. So movement is so important for the divine feminine. It's so important getting back into the body as well. So yeah, I just had her on my podcast and we talked a lot about that because the way she teaches and facilitates is just incredible. And it's just owning yourself, owning your own sensuality, own your your own divine. Nobody else can show it to you. Nobody else can tell you how to do it. It's only for us as women yeah. to learn for ourselves. Oh, I look forward to out. listening to that. Yes. And I'm sure you'll have wonderful guests and wonderful insights of your own that you're going to share on your The Awakened Heart podcast. So love it. Looking yes. forward to it. Thank you. <laughs> how can people reach you right now if they want to have a little chat to you or they want to connect with what you're doing? Well, the best way to reach me, I have my Radiantly Divine website, www.radiantlydivine.com. I'm also going to be tying in the Awakened Heart Collective. I, I might be re renaming the site to that, but that'll be directed there as well. I also have the Radiantly Divine Facebook group. And, um, you know, Instagram is another great way to get a hold of me. I'm Radiantly Divine on Instagram. And I'm working on doing, you know, private one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'm working on, you know, digital courses and some more um, mastery uh, masterminds as well. So, so, yeah, that's right now. And the Awaken Heart podcast. Yes. Well, we'll put all of those in the show notes for you listeners so you can awaken to yourselves through Nancy Walters. So one last question, Nancy. How would you define an awakening soul? An awakening soul. An awakening soul is like the lotus flower just opening up and really it's it's the melting away of the heart. It's your heart that's expansive and opening up and it's an intelligent energy that's you know that's open to everything and I just have this beautiful picture of like, you know, these angels wings spreading out. So an awakening heart is, is coming back to yourself. It's, it's really coming back to it's, it's home, an awakening heart. It's returning to source. It's returning to something natural. It's returning to yourself. Beautiful. Beautiful. Home. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much for your guidance on this podcast, for your essence, your divine, your magical personal shares. We are certain that our listeners have been touched and you've awakened their hearts in so many different ways. And to any ladies out there listening to this, give yourself this gift, this gift of opening yourself to deeper levels of awareness, of rediscovering what Nancy calls the goddess within. I hope you do link up with Nancy on her quest to evoke the feminine power within. Dear listeners, we don't take this time with you lightly. We work every day to be the living examples of everything we teach. We are always honored and privileged to have the opportunity to contribute to your life in some way. That's a great honor and an opportunity to deliver this information to you today. And the fact that you are taking an hour out of your day to listen to this podcast we are humbled by that that you make that effort and if you feel awakened by one of our podcasts please share your experience with us and reach out and send us an email nancy any last words 
I'm just so honored and thrilled to be on this podcast with you. And uh, I'm so grateful to have gotten to know you both through all of our programs in this last year and, you know, on the other side of the world. And I so feel so honored to be here with you and you are doing so much good to your listeners. Thank you so much. This was such a, I'm so privileged to be here. Thank you, Nancy. It was our honor. So till we return with our next guest, may you be inspired to awaken unto yourself by opening your world to deeper experiences, unconditional contribution and consistent growth and living with a strong ECG life pulse. It's goodbye from Mark and myself and thank you again, Nancy Walters. This is the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy what you heard today, share with a friend. And if you have not already done so, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback for us, you can reach us directly at podcast at thedreamarchitects.com. Looking forward to you joining us on our next show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.